When new cyber vulnerabilities and threats emerge that affect the security and safety of medical devices, what are the challenges in sharing this information among healthcare sector organizations? I'm Marianne Kolbesak McGee, Executive Editor of Information Security Media Group. I'm at HIMSS 17 speaking with Dr. Dale Nordenberg, co-founder and executive director of the Medical Device Innovation Safety Security Consortium, or MDIS. Dale will be speaking to us about a collaboration between MDIS and the National Health ISAC to improve the sharing of information pertaining to the cybersecurity of medical devices. Hi, Dale. Hi, Marianne. Thank you. So now, Dale, briefly describe the work between MDIS and NHISAC as it relates to medical device cybersecurity information sharing. What are the main goals and are FDA and ICS CERT involved with this effort? In October of 2016, there was an MOU that was signed between the FDA, the National Health ISAC, and MDIS to collaborate on developing two national programs to facilitate the sharing of cybersecurity-related information for medical devices. This is really a major, a major event for the healthcare industry. These programs are designed to, one, support the recently released final post-market cybersecurity guidance that the FDA issued in December of 2016. And to that extent, the uh, collaboration between the NHISAC and MDIS has resulted in the creation of the medical device vulnerability intelligence program for evaluation and response, MD Viper. And MD Viper is one of the two national programs underneath our MOU with the FDA. And this program's been finely tuned to support the reporting of vulnerabilities and that reporting complies or should comply with the criteria set forth by the FDA in their post-market guidance. So specifically, the vulnerability or a vulnerability that might cause harm to a patient but has not yet caused any harm that can be addressed within the next 60 days or the time frame specified inside of the guidance are two of the most important criteria for the manufacturers and once it's reported to MD Viper we have uh, mechanisms Firstly, it's governed by the general best practice of the NHISAC. The way the information is shared will be secured consistent with those processes. And the data, once it's submitted to MD Viper, will only be shared as requested by the manufacturers, so there's tight control of getting the right information to the right parties at the right time. To clarify, if a medical device maker finds a cyber vulnerability that is not something that is known to have hurt or killed someone, they would report it to MD Viper or would they also report it to FDA? So if there is a medical device vulnerability that could cause patient harm as evaluated by the manufacturer, then they are obligated to report this to either the FDA through the traditional 806 reporting mechanism, or they have an option to report it to MD Viper, the medical device a program in the medical device ISO. 
and it's uh, entirely up to the manufacturer which reporting pathway they would like to pursue. But again, if there's a possibility of patient harm and the patient has not yet been harmed, they do have an option of one of those two pathways. If there has been patient harm, then this does not apply. They have to go through a 803 and a, a full traditional pathway of reporting to the FDA. What sorts of medical device cyber information sharing is part of this effort? What sorts of vulnerabilities are we talking about? So MD Viper, again, has been finely tuned to support the guidance. So it is any vulnerability to any, any regulated device. And it is, again, for those vulnerabilities that have the potential to cause harm but have not. Having said that, we are engaging in the second data sharing initiative, which is the National Cyber Surveillance and Safety Network for Healthcare Technology. And this system is a traditional public health initiative. It is based on traditional centers for disease control types of large-scale data collecting for surveillance, uh, for outbreak investigation, and ultimately for effective response and effective prevention. So the idea for the National Cyber Surveillance and Safety Network is that we will perhaps be the first industry to develop the integration between cyber and cyber risk and patient and population health. So while cyber could put other populations at risk, maybe transportation, maybe chemical, maybe energy, nuclear, there's to our knowledge, no other national system that's been created to survey from a cyber perspective and then to ultimately link that to the uh, protection of populations in a, in a traditional public health way. So now, as we know, often when cyber vulnerabilities are identified, it's often by third-party researchers, not the manufacturers themselves. Would the third-party researchers be a party to report to the MD Viper, or would that mean that if a third-party finds it, they should really go to the vendor first? Any stakeholder is welcome to report to MD Viper. It's critical that the manufacturer be notified about all vulnerabilities because it falls on the manufacturer to have the responsibility to evaluate the vulnerability from the perspective of clinical safety and patient harm. So we strongly encourage researchers, uh, hospitals, uh, any other stakeholder who discovers a vulnerability to go directly and immediately to the manufacturer to report it. However, MD Viper is fully available for anyone who wants to report a vulnerability and can facilitate the sharing of that vulnerability uh, with manufacturers in an immediate time frame to facilitate the appropriate evaluation for clinical safety and patient harm. Ultimately, MD Viper is about facilitating collaboration, data sharing, and to facilitate between FDA, ICS CERT, researchers, manufacturers, health systems, the appropriate sharing of cybersecurity related information as quickly as possible in a safe and secure way to protect all stakeholders and promote patient and population safety. Now, MD Viper is uh, fairly new in the FDA's final guidance for post-market cybersecurity and medical devices just came out not that long ago. Are there any examples so far of how the MD Viper has uh, played in a real-world sort of situation yet? So as you mentioned, MD Viper is brand new. The cybersecurity guidance was just finalized in late December of 2016. We moved as quickly as we 
could to stand up the MD Viper service for manufacturers and other folks that want to report, other stakeholders that want to report cybersecurity vulnerabilities. We already, as of actually this past week, have a manufacturer that is in the process of reporting to MD Viper that is the first manufacturer to do that. We are moving forward in a very high-touch fashion, so we are asking that manufacturers uh, contact us directly through email or phone number provided on the mdviper.org website that would be mdviper.org website and then we can walk them through the their reporting form and we can walk them through the entire process and in addition help them coordinate release or sharing with any entity they would like to do that with. So now, does an organization have to be a member of MDIS or NHISAC in order to participate? And if an organization does want to join the effort, how can it get involved? MD Viper is open to any interested stakeholder for medical device, cybersecurity and safety, including anybody in the healthcare sector, but also technology companies and other entities that are building, operating, and contributing to the healthcare delivery ecosystem. The participation is free. All one has to do is go to mdviper.org. There are uh, one or two clicks to uh, around how do we participate or how does one participate. And then there is actually a simple form that one would fill out to become a participant of MD Viper and, and the ISAO. Once a vulnerability is reported to MD Viper, at what point does that information get shared with healthcare providers, for instance, if they have these devices? Is it up to the manufacturer on whether or not to go public, or what happens? MD Viper has been highly tuned to support the FDA post-market cybersecurity guidance. Again, we have the National Cybersecurity Safety Network, which is a much broader and deeper complex public health surveillance platform and surveillance and, and public health initiative. So when we're talking about MD Viper, when a manufacturer reports a vulnerability that is consistent with that which needs to be reported per FDA guidance, then once it's reported, that data actually resides inside of MD Viper. It is not shared until the manufacturer indicates with whom and when to share that data. So MD Viper will provide a fully coordinating role. It will help them execute, for example, coordinated disclosure, but we feel it's critical that when that data is first submitted that it stays for want of a better word, embargoed until the manufacturer indicates in writing that they would like all that data or very specific pieces of it, or they provide us with a specific announcement and they say, please now share this information with the MD Viper participant community, or please share this information with the FDA, or initiate contact with ICS CERT and a full coordinated disclosure process, or release it to the researcher community or to the general public. And so we've designed this, this new process to be both very secure and very controlled, but at the same time, it allows for a lot of agility to, one, support a large number of different needs and interests and best practices for manufacturers. At the same time, we can evolve it as need be in a very controlled way. So it sounds like it gives the vendors an opportunity to come up with a solution or a patch or some way of addressing their vulnerabilities before the public panics. 
So the exact timing is for the reporting of vulnerabilities and the communications around those vulnerabilities is spelled out inside the FDA post-market guidance for cybersecurity and it is up to each manufacturer to interpret and act on that guidance. MD Viper is an information sharing platform or information sharing service and we will work with the manufacturers to execute their requirements. If they do not ask us to share data they've given to us and it's 30 days, 60 days, they will not have complied with the FDA guidance. They actually have to execute, if they're using MD Viper, they have to execute the command, if you will, the request for us to share the data with the appropriate parties. And those are spelled out both in terms of the parties as well as the time frame in the post-market guidance. So bottom line, how will healthcare organizations benefit from this? The guidance is very important. It is starting to lay out both a regulatory framework that will strongly encourage manufacturers vis-a-vis the guidance to share vulnerabilities when they have the potential to cause patient harm but have not yet caused patient harm. And so it will start to create best practices around this, and it will start to create a culture of transparency and sharing of cybersecurity-related vulnerabilities. This will promote overall patient quality. This is reminiscent in the early 90s when healthcare systems were very hesitant to share any quality-related information from their institution. Traditional things we take for granted today like bedfalls or catheter-associated infections, these things which have become the bedrock of how we measure safety, patient safety and quality of care, and those measurements and metrics that allowed us to, through continuous improvement processes, to improve quality dramatically in our country. This is important because by creating a culture of reporting and transparency, we will now have the ability to deploy those traditional continuous improvement processes to improve the quality of medical devices vis-a-vis cybersecurity vulnerabilities and then to to help improve the not just the quality of the devices themselves but then to allow healthcare systems through that transparency to build the safest most secure networks they can leveraging that cybersecurity related information. Thank you, Dale. I've been speaking to Dr. Dale Nordenberg of MDIS. I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.